recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. You're listening to Under the Cowl. Sometimes known as Tony, sometimes known as Meatball, and sometimes known as a future name, which I think is on a later episode. Um, I am going to be doing the intro for this, as the episode title gave you a little hint of the hijack, because that is what happened on this episode of Under the Cowl. As the Comic Club Wrapped, I am one of the hosts of the weekly Comic Club podcast that we do here at the store and a longtime customer and you've heard me in past episodes if you're a longtime listener but as Stanley always said everybody's podcast every podcast is somebody's first podcast so this is my intro here and this is my intro for this episode which is uh, the majority of it is hijacked by uh, myself and Katie as we just kind of catch up and talk about some movies and some Muppets and some Frozen and some Mandalorian kind of go back and forth and then we have somebody that hijacks our podcast you know later on throughout the episode but we try to shoo him away as much as possible um, because this one is completely hijacked by us as much as we could manage so uh, hopefully this episode is entertaining if not uh, then blame the person's voice you hear at the very beginning before mine played all kinds of releases coming out. I think FFG will definitely support it for a while. Like they've been supporting it since 2012, and I don't see them not doing that since they just invested so much in second edition. And um, I think there's definitely people want to keep playing because obviously they spent money on it. It's way easier compared to other um, miniatures war games. So all the models come pre-painted versus if you right. play Warhammer, number one, they're all really more expensive and you have to then paint them. So... No, I mean, I would say if you like it, you should start playing it. And maybe to start out, pick one faction that interests you, whether you like the ships, how they look, or how they move, or just, um, you know, you feel like they're what you would want to play. I would say start with that. One mistake I made is I started buying ships from a whole bunch of different factions. Um, so now it's sort of like, you can really only play, like, well, I don't want to say one at a time, but... I, I play, like, one faction per Wednesday night. It's not like, oh, I, I played Imperial, and now I'm going to do um, uh, Rebels or something like that. But that might be an easier way to start versus trying to be like, all right, I've got to, like, set out $500 and get all the ships from right now. Like, um, But no, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I feel like I will fall out of interest in playing regularly before they decide to stop supporting the game. And... Um, I think it's actually growing, I would say, that the yeah. hobby's growing. And there's a decent amount of people around here who do play it. So, Because right now, I feel like we're in a golden age of miniatures games. And it's it's different than, I think, other Star Wars games out there. Because, I mean, they're they're still putting them out left and right. But it's not like, oh, this is very similar to, say, um, the role-playing game or Outer Rim or something like that. I think it's it's pretty different. But yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Play it if you want to play it. So... 
And it's not like if they, you know, say, hey, we're, we're done releasing X-Wing, you'll still have all your stuff and the rules and can play in your basement, no problem. So. True. Yeah. No. Armada looks fun, but it's expensive. And plus you need a really big place to play Armada at, because I think it's like a six by six field or something. Yeah. Versus X-Wing is three by three, so you can definitely work a card yeah. table out for that. Did you start with 2.0 or did you buy 1.0 stuff? I didn't buy any yet. Oh, okay, good. Because I was going to say, if you did, I made the mistake of buying 1.0, not realizing it was different, because I just didn't know that. Um, I got on a deep discount, so I still got three ships for really cheap, but then I went and had to rebuy the 2.0 core set. Um, so I was just going to say, don't don't make that mistake. Don't be like, oh, it's way cheap, because you have to um, get a conversion kit for it or then get another core set, but. It didn't actually hurt me. That's interesting because when I was looking at it the first time, it was, you know, like the first core set had Luke Skywalker in it. It, And it was a red red stripe. And then the uh, the one where I was looking at it was a blue stripe and it had, um, I think, Poe Dameron in it. Yes. So what happened was... I wanted the Luke Skywalker set. Then you're in luck. You are in luck. So 2.0 released with that same set you're talking about. Um, It's in a black box and it has Luke Skywalker... Um, and the X-Wing cards and two ties. So when Force Awakens came out, X-Wing had been out for a couple of years, and I guess they weren't sure how they were going to handle the Resistance in First Order. So you could get a new core set on top of your original one that had, like, First Order and Resistance stuff, and that's where the um, Poe Dameron came in. Poe has now been, like, re-released, I think, in his own expansion pack. But if you want, I can go and get the stuff and show you if that. Oh no, I know. Okay. I, I know them all. I okay. did a lot of research. I was yeah, going to yeah. get all the bounty hunter. Oh, those are cool. Those ships. are fun because they have slightly different rules than some of the other ones. So those are cool. Where they like treat obstacles differently. Those are really fun. But yeah, if you want Luke, get the 2.0 core set and you're golden. He's in there. He is also only in the core set unless you buy a conversion kit, which if you're starting with 2.0, you probably wouldn't need. I got one just really cheap, mostly to have backups so yeah i like it i'm not very good at it but i I still have fun playing it not a very strategy-minded person on that note all right well you have a great weekend it was good talking with you yes likewise looks like you'll be uh the only one on the under the column oh yeah i was wondering like yeah we're probably going (laughs) i can take over the podcast and do whatever i want now yeah, no holds barred, so all that <laughs> bad language you want to spout, but oh, you have boy. to hold back. You can let it fly now. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with that it's responsibility. Customers. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with that responsibility. <laughs> you too. Yeah, so this is water now, but yeah, oh. I had a, a caramel mocha from mm-hmm. there. Have you tried the new um, Elysium place yet? No, I have not. By uh, Chinatown? I have yeah. not. No. Oh, excellent. Oh, I hope you like it. I do too. <laughs> well, have a good week. You too. I wasn't up to the responsibility of running this solo podcast, so. The Han Solo podcast? The Han Solo I mean, there's probably one of those. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I was like, I don't know what to do. Time to catalog uh, Archie meets Kiss into my collection. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. And there's a collective edition. 
Ooh, nice. Collector's edition. That's actually pretty cool. I respect that. So I kind of want to go to a movie just so that I can get pretzel bites. It is uh, often a very popular yeah. reasoning, so... I love those pretzel bites. Like, I don't know where else gets... Like, you can buy them. Yeah, because the, the closest thing, because we have, like, the cheddar-filled ones yeah. that, uh, like, the soft pretzel brand and oh, everything. Yep. And those are good. They are good. But like pretzel them. bites is a different experience, especially when, you know, we're not just out of them. I mean, I don't know where they come out of yeah. the theater, but preparation-wise, they taste better than the microwave ones at home. Yeah. Well, I was going to check if Beatups had them, but my rewards app's not working. So I need a new phone, and I'm really procrastinating on it. What kind of phone do you have, and do you like it? I am the ride or die with Apple. Okay. Um, whether it's the Mac, iPads, phones, iPods, devices, They everything. make great product, products. Just, I've always had good luck with them. You yeah, know, I agree. Uh, but yeah, this one, I always get a lot of, I'm not the one that swaps them out every year for the new one. Right, yeah, I why would you even, need to? I think I got the one from like two years ago. I couldn't even tell you. I just get the ones that uh, hold me over. This one is, that's, I don't even know what this one is. This is, as I find my settings here, general, about, this one is the 7. Oh, nice. So I'm not sure how outdated that is compared to what's coming out now. But 11 just came out. Okay. But yeah, if, I don't know what the differences are. The only thing for me with is that iPhones are expensive, and I'd like yeah. to pay cash for mine. And just, to me, I'm like, I don't want to get on a financing plan yeah. for a phone. But, yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, it's clearly lasted and working for you, so that's fantastic. Yeah, and like I said, even that, this last one here, you know, was my phone. And then once I got this one, uh, since I listen to so many podcasts, yep. this just turned into a podcast machine. Yeah, basically an iPod, right? Yeah, and that saves me from just wearing my battery down. Just on. Yes. So, I mean, I if I just casually use the phone, I only have to charge it at night. You know, yeah. And let me see with this, the old iPhone, to see how long I waited till I upgraded to the 7. So this one is... An iPhone six. Oh, nice! But then there was probably a like a six S, yeah, six XI. But yeah, uh, but yeah, this one, like I said, is primarily a uh, podcast machine. So. Nice. Which reminded me, I have to download the latest Kevin Smith on uh, somebody else's podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Rogan, I think. Oh, sure. Yeah, I listen to everything Kevin Smith on his own, and it's not that often that he's on other people's podcasts. Right. Just because he runs like eight of them himself. Right. So. But uh, I think he was on my favorite podcast uh, outside of Under the Cowl and the Comic Club, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, here, yeah, yeah, you're a Paul F. Tompkins fan. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, Freedom. Ooh, I haven't tried that one yet. Which, uh, they just, they were originally behind paywall for, okay. you know, for at Stitcher, but then yeah. after a while. So right now they, they have an entire first season that's available for free, and now they're into releasing season two week by week for free outside oh, good. of paywall. It's him, Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang, okay. and Lauren Lapkus from, uh, with special guest Lauren Lapkus. She was yeah. on, uh, 
She got famous for being on the Orange is the New Black, and she was a security guard on there for a sure. while. Sure. Well, and then um, oh, he, she was on Spontaneous Nation quite a bit oh, for yeah, a while. Yeah. So those three, because they usually go on the Comedy Bang Bang tour where yeah. they play characters, fake interviews, and all this kind of stuff. Yep. They decided they had so much fun. They're like, why don't we all have our own podcast, which we always guest star on to play characters and stuff. Yeah. The Threedom podcast is simply just being themselves and not doing characters. Yeah. But somebody reviewed it and they, they shared that it's a very accurate review that they said, the podcast is basically about three people who don't let any of them finish thoughts yes. because they interrupt with jokes and stuff like yep. that. And it's insane. It's hilarious and funny. And they usually play a game at the end. Sure. But it is my favorite because I love all three of them individually. Mm-hmm. And for them, just basically it's like listening to your friends have podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And I got to meet all of them at a company bang bang sure. live tour a while back. Um, but yeah, freedom is, it's just so much Good hilarity. Yay. Ah, yes, there it is. Joe Rogan, Kevin Smith, October 29th. Now being downloaded. Did you see Frozen 2? Nope, that's what I was looking at times for. Um, yeah, I'm like, do I see it in theater or do I wait for it to be on Disney Plus? But, I don't know. I like Frozen. That's, that that went nowhere. Did you see Frozen 2? <laughs> I did. I figured. Did soundtrack right after. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I was playing the first one to get excited for it. So Knives Out the other night as well. Good. Uh, the new Ryan Johnson with Chris Evans and Michael Shannon and okay. Jamie Curtis and... Uh, what's her face from... Tony Collette. Okay. That's the name I was okay. searching for. Uh, murder mystery, who done it? Oh, uh, Daniel Craig's in there. Okay, Ooh, murder mystery, who done it? With the comedy, like normally I don't care about who done it and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. but this dysfunctional family with the comedy element behind it still has a serious context of a, of a murder mystery, but there's a lot of great comedy between everyone kind of throwing each other under the bus and they're all figuring out, you know, who's the one yeah. who killed the grandfather of the family. And oh, sure. Yeah, I've seen commercials for that. Yeah, it was very good, very hilarious. Interesting. Last movie I saw in theaters was Downton Abbey. Okay. Which was How good. Was that? that was the movie. Is it a... Is it tying up loose ends or just simply... Pretty much. Kind of like a, like a year after what okay. are they doing. So... If you hadn't watched the series, you'd probably pick it up very well, but you wouldn't care that much about it. Yeah. So yeah, I very much was like, hey, what's going on like a year after these people's lives? So Yeah, definitely heard that people that love the show enjoyed the movie oh, yeah. as well. I liked it quite a bit. It definitely was like, I don't want to say you have to have seen the show or like seen every episode to enjoy it, but you, you probably just wouldn't get as much out of it. Be like, okay, it's kind of like a soap opera come to life type deal. So but yeah, I liked it. I actually found it a little bit simpler in some parts because of the show, but obviously it would be rather than like, hey, they have six weeks to tell stories in an hour long each versus like there's a two hour long movie. Yeah. So, but it was cute. It was fun. Pretty feel good. Um, I liked that. That's that's it. Been been watching The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. 
So good. So good. David has yet to see the new episode that he watched yesterday. I did, yes. And obviously, you know, without spoilers for yes. lingering ears and such in both directions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just when you thought that Baby Yoda couldn't get cuter. I know. They just found a way to just throw more of it I at know. you. And it's just, just uh, how do they keep topping yes. the previous? I love Baby Yoda. <laughs> That was fun. I liked it. And yes, I do know who that actress is that you were saying was in The Mandalorian. I just didn't know her name. So I'm like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Gina Carano. Yes. Yeah. And I can definitely tell that she does do MMA as well. That's pretty cool, actually. That felt believable. Yeah. From the first Deadpool movie. Yes. Yeah. That was cool to see her thrown in there. Mm -hmm. And while it's been announced, we don't know much about the character. We have yet to see the character, but... uh, Ming Na Wen's character, Ooh. she's going to be in there. So cool. she's like one of the like Disney All Stars. I know she just got awarded something like a lifetime oh, Disney award with like Robert Downey and like a couple other people. I think. Well, she even does but, stuff at Disney World too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that you know she's got Mulan, she's mm-hmm. you know in the Marvel world with Melinda May. Yep. And now she's thrown into Star Wars. She's kind of hitting like the big, uh, you know, all of the yeah. the check marks of being a. A Disney actor that gets to play in all the properties. You know? mm-hmm. She just needs to show up in like a Muppet special or something. That would be fun. Which she probably has somewhere. I could see that. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm wondering, are they going to get the original Muppet show on Disney Plus? I'm wondering who owns that. Now, the DVDs, with being a huge Muppet fan, uh, the DVDs fell into, I remember, like a crazy rights thing prior to okay. Disney buying them. Okay. So, like, the Muppet show, I think they've only done three out of the four or five seasons that were released on DVD because of some legality thing. And we thought that, you know, maybe by now we'd eventually get them. So hopefully there's something that, uh, you know, Disney can just throw a couple billion at them, whoever, you know, just let's get this. So here's the thing. I'm wondering if HBO owns them because there's a Muppet Christmas special that is beloved in my family and we could never find it anywhere like legally like we had a vhs of it and finally last year i went on ebay to buy a really expensive dvd of it but it wasn't available anywhere to watch and i think it's because hbo what like paid you know to have it when it originally aired because you get you get the very muppet christmas and then you get their christmas carol which is outstanding Yeah, yeah but it's muppets family christmas and i think hbo showed it originally like i mean and I know they have, because they have the most recent ABC show, yep. the limited one season that they had. Mm-hmm. It's like The Office. Yes. I know they have a, a, a an original Jim Henson creature, puppet creature, talk late night talk show that's in development. Okay. It's going to be on Disney Plus, so okay. uh, I think it's all original like creatures and stuff. Sure. I don't know if that lends it to being like, oh, Kermit's going to be the guest or something, which wouldn't make sense to, you know, throw them on there for the first episode. Yeah. Least. But I hope, you know, I hope they get to play in that world. I know Josh Gad was working on okay. some kind of Disney Plus Muppets thing. Speaking of, I'll just bring it which up. Which may not have been Yeah, I could see succeeding. that. Like, but I just hope that, you know, we get more Muppets. I do too. Something, you know, just because Disney Plus yeah. is a great outlet for them to for sure. do some stuff for well, now that I'm wondering, I don't know if they have all the Muppet movies on there, so I'm going to check because, um, yeah, I feel like maybe they have, they're missing a few. A couple. Yeah. Although, I feel like the Muppets on HBO would be very off place, but they, they have Sesame yeah, Street, so yeah. you, maybe not. 
Yeah, that, that was just it too. It's just like, you know, the content of it is obviously it's not like it's, you know, it's not the Melissa McCarthy uh, Muppet uh, movie from, not Muppet, but Puppet. Uh, I, I could not have handled that movie. It was great if you like R-rated movies. It was uh, I, I do remember that and, and I, vulgar, I thought that, that would be way too dirty for me. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy, but uh, so it's not like Sesame Street. No, that. no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's still Thank goodness, Street. that's horrifying. Oh man, but, uh, feel gross inside. But yeah, the uh, when it comes to Muppet movies, my all-time favorite is the Great Muppet Caper, that's which is the second one. movie on yeah. that. Um, that it just it's perfection for me. Especially when they go to the Happiness Hotel and they mm-hmm. have that song. And, and uh, after they sing the song about how bad the hotel is and all this, and, and then San Diego <laughs> comes out and he just goes, You are all weirdos! <laughs> and that's a line that I've just been able to drop in life every now and then. So, so let's see. Disney Plus currently has The Muppets from 2011, The okay. Muppet Christmas Carol. The Muppet Movie from 1979, The Great Muppet Caper, yes, yes. The Muppets TV Series from 2015, right. The Haunted Mansion is apparently listed under Muppets, okay. as is The Black Hole and National Treasure Book of Secrets. Um, yeah. I, I, so that's strange. I don't. I typed in The Muppets and got like four non-Muppet related so things. So we haven't seen Muppets from Space, Muppets, Muppets. Uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan, Manhattan, The Wizard yeah. of Oz Muppets. Let's Those. keep looking. Those are some that are missing from that. Let's definitely keep looking, because that feels... Those are very strange search results, because I know there's more on there than a Descendants short story. Even Marvel's got to wait a little bit because of the Netflix. Yeah. Some of them yet, so it's possible that they're just waiting for some rights limbos to to work itself out before they can... I wonder, because I thought they had more on their opening day, but now I'm just not seeing as many. And if they throw the original Muppet Babies cartoon on That would there, be cool. I am going to just quit everything. I know. Just... All right, so... Muppet Treasure Island's on there. Yep. They're still not showing everything they have, so I don't know what's going on. Disney Muppet Plus right now. the yep. sequel to the current ones. Yep. The Muppet Moments shorts. Um, and uh, Muppet Babies, but like new, a yep. new one. Yeah. It's like the CGI puppet Muppets. Yeah. I remember one where it was Muppet Babies, but with actual puppets. Is that the one you're thinking well, of? Well, that, that comes from uh, the Great Muppet Caper. That's actually where they started from. Okay. Because there was a, a flashback scene to when they were kids, and they sang yes. a song. Yep. And that, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is what eventually inspired them to do the cartoon version. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we first seen them as babies in the second movie. Yeah, so it appears they do not have nearly all the Muppets stuff, so that's but interesting. A decent amount, and yeah. you know, especially having the Muppet get Christmas your, Carol. Get your there. Muppet appetite, yeah, which is actually it's, one of my favorite versions of the Christmas Carol, yeah, out of many good ones. Strong choice, so yeah, they have, they have quite a bit, but yeah, they're missing Muppets from Space, Manhattan. Yeah. Or Muppets in Manhattan is when the... Yeah, the Muppets babies, take Manhattan. Yeah. That's when the Muppet Babies show up. Um, so speaking of Muppet-esque movies that are R-rated, I remembered um, Peter Jackson in like the early 90s made one called Meet the Feebles. That is, it sounds more similar to that uh, Melissa McCarthy yeah, one, yeah. which I had never watched because that would just like taint my childhood image of the Muppets. Sorry. 
Sorry, Peter Jackson. <laughs> I'll just rewatch like your other movies for the 800th time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get like the... I'm interested to see if they do anything for the 20th anniversary of Fellowship of the Ring. Because a couple years ago, they had put out like a new just collection of all the extended editions of Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. But it was like $800 and maybe not that expensive, but it was really expensive and it didn't have any new stuff to incite people who already had all that to go and buy it. So I'm like, eh. Yeah, looking at this Meet the Feebles poster, I think I'm in. Okay. You should watch it and tell me how messed up it is. It's got this Victorian hippo with like a machine gun. Yes. Yeah. And a wig. Yes. And, uh, that's my, that's what I know. But I think I'm, I think I'm on board. Well, it almost sounds kind of like Avenue Q, where it's a similar thing, where it's puppets singing really filthy lyrics and reminding us that everyone's a little bit racist, which is yeah. actually not that far off, to be honest. Yeah, this is all this cover art I'm seeing for this is <laughs> blowing my mind. And here to Netflix it tonight. <laughs> and as a related image, it's yeah. Melissa McCarthy's uh, Happy Time. Girls. Ooh, they should package so, those in a set. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty spot on. Mm. Mm. I've been watching Yoda, Yoda ASMR videos on YouTube, which are all kinds of messed up. My favorite so far is Yoda ASMR. Yoda eats a Popeye's chicken sandwich while Anakin burns on Mustafar. There's like a whole, like there's like deep lore to this series now. Like multiple creators are making Yoda and Vietnam videos. It's ridiculous. And just people doing Yoda voices. Speaking of Yoda and bringing it back to Knives Out, mm-hmm. as a casting yeah. spoiler, Frank Oz appears as himself as a oh. character. He's a will reader for the, the guy that uh, That's funny. was murdered. And it was one of those things I had to hold myself back from audibly clapping because <laughs> I realized I may have been the only one that excited to see. Hey, that's okay. And when she you look can, at Frank Oz, fired I mean, up. no offense to anyone who's a fan of like Miss Piggy and, and uh, you know uh, Yoda and all that stuff, oh. but... You may not know what Frank Oz looks like. I actually don't, yeah. So when I saw him, I'm like, you don't often see Frank no, Oz in you a don't. movie. And because he had worked with Ryan Johnson with The Last okay. Jedi, okay. that was Oh, that's, the, yeah, because they brought the puppet that back. That was the, the, the connected. So I'm going to see what else Frank mm-hmm. Oz has been as himself. Yeah. Because, you know, he's definitely been puppeteering. So the continuing saga the of Yoda puppet, I... I'm trying to figure out whether in The Mandalorian, the the baby Yoda is... Oh, if you haven't listened to The Mandalorian, stop listening. Uh, uh, Whether whether the the character made famous by Frank Oz's puppeteering is a puppet or digital or a mix of both. And I feel like it's kind of a mix of both because there's somewhere like you see him from the ground up. So I'm like, that could be they removed a person playing the puppet or CGI. And then there's quite a few scenes where you see him where he's like cut off at like waist or yeah. shoulder level, so I'm like wondering he's, if there's someone in there. He's definitely more puppet. He's more machine than man. Yeah. Um, he's more puppet than man, I think. I would say so. Than, than computer, I should say. I, would, I think so. Like, his face might be computer, but... See, because recently, uh... Werner or they Herzog, dubbed his face over it. Werner Herzog had meant that was a topic of discussion. He okay. was the one that basically, when they were deciding whether they were going to go full CGI or classic puppet, yeah. that I think it's quoted that he just basically called them cowards if they were deciding not to go with the puppet, which got them to be like, okay, let's go. I'm so glad they did. Because with the timeline of those movies, you know, it, it fits into the, the nature. But going into how they would do CGI touch-ups... Like when they do BB-8 stuff while mm-hmm. he is a 
you know, working physical, because that was the question too, wondering if BB-8 was just going to be animated for, you know, the times right. and everything. What, if you've seen behind the scenes footage, Yes, they're hilarious. The guy in like the full green spandex yes. suit, and he's got sticks and levers and stuff, and he's like running along, you know, for those scenes. Yes. And so that's one of those Baby Yoda things where they would, you know, green screen out a guy in spandex right. to, to get some of those kind of shots like that, but for a lot of it, when you see, like, whether he's in the wagon or the mm-hmm. cart and things like that, it's definitely got to be all, you know, classic puppetry and stuff. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten more characterization for that. And I could definitely see them replacing the face in some parts digitally to enhance it. But And the same thing with the um, the Ugnot guy, um, played by Werner Herzog. I, I appreciate that they did do it a puppet because it just makes it feel more real to me. Not like you can't have very good CGI, which yeah. Star Wars has shown us time and time again, but it just worked. Give it, it gave it that literal physical presence. I also love how apparently the guy who does uh, BB-8 will like say BB-8's lines, but in like English, yeah. and then Daisy Ridley will react to them. Like that person should get like a credit. They yeah, should. it's uh, it's rude, especially when you just hear you know beeps and whistles. And I love BB-8. Like um, so Frank Oz's acting career. And I guess by the titles, we should be able to figure out if he... Well, I guess it says voice. Yeah. Because uh, apparently he's in something called The Great Gilly Hopkins, where right, he plays okay. Cookie Monster. Oh, that's fun. the voice. But he does a voice in Inside Out, obviously Sesame Street. He's got a character list that's longer than the phone book, it looks like. Yeah. Um, let's see. Voice, voice, voice. Rover voice. Voice, robot voice, Miss Piggy, let's see, oh boy. So it doesn't, so going back in the last, since the 2000, this might have been his only, like, in-person live-action cameo. Right. I know he himself is a director in his own right, so I know if he's not behind the camera, he's behind the puppet, you know, behind the stage and stuff. But yeah, he may not have been himself in many things yeah maybe a cameo here and there in a muppet movie in the background yeah, but no yeah. i i think you're right like i don't actually know what frank oz looks like going back to 1998 he was credited as a warden in blues brothers 2000 oh cool so there's a good chance that he was just you know in a suit yeah whatever. background human number six yeah and uh frank oz looks like as i Take away all the ads and the pop-ups right. and this and that. But this is Frank Oz. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I actually have seen him. And he does look kind of like Grover. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that, but I'm like, no, you're like transposing Martin Scorsese's image onto some other guy. But yes, I have seen that picture. Aw, Frank yeah, Oz. It was, uh, it was pretty good to see Frank Oz get, uh, you know, almost get a full-on audible applause for me until I realized... I was front row and I was in public eh. and people were probably thinking, you know. I weird. fully support getting into movies. I don't think that would distract anyone. Yeah. Well, people would look at me like, is this, oh, is this his grandson? Maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be a more creative yeah, story. I know, I know the guy. Grandpa Frank. Okay, in a way, isn't Frank Oz kind of all of our grandpas because he was like such a big part of like yeah. Sesame Street and the Muppets and stuff? Oh, yeah. I feel like a, a slight kinship. It's Frank like, Oz's characters, at least. Same thing with, like, Stan Lee. Yeah, yeah Grandpa Stan. Stampa. Oh! <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, yeah. Aw. 
Frank Oz is a national treasure. Don't they have one of the original Sesame Street puppets in the Smithsonian? I would be shocked if it didn't. It's got to be in there, right? One of them, yeah. I'm trying to wonder if I have pictures of it because... Oscar the Grouch. I there, there is a picture with me standing next to the original mm-hmm. Oscar the Grouch in the Smithsonian yeah. American History and Culture Museum. Yes. Is it like an old gray, gray Oscar type of deal? I though? think it was still the green one. Still green. Yeah, so the one that like lives in everyone's head. Um, yes, there's a picture from me when I'm 16 years old standing next to that. Not the, I mean, hey, maybe Facebook still has that catalog somewhere, but I don't think you'd be able to find it. But yes, there is. Now I have to check to see how much, you know, Papa Mark Zuckerberg has of my, my teenage years. And speaking of Oscar the Grouch, and speaking of the actors behind the, the puppets and all that stuff, um, uh, Carol Spinney, Big Bird, mm-hmm. did Oscar Grouch. I met him oh. five years ago or so, still oh. living. Yay! Um, but meeting him... And getting my follow that bird poster signed by him, <laughs> which, like, honestly, I never, while I watched Sesame Street, obviously, sure. growing up, I don't think I was raised on Sesame Street. Yeah, nor I. But Follow That Bird was definitely, like, a movie I was obsessed with when it's Sesame Street's first movie. Yeah. And, you know, it had Kermit the Frog in there, Chevy Chase is in there, mm-hmm. it's got just tons of awesome cameos, Steve Martin, uh, Steve Martin's in the first Muppet movie, I don't think he was in Follow That Bird. But uh, talking to Carol Spinney, having signed that poster, and hearing him talk back to me, and his voice, and hearing Aww. Big Burton's voice, like within his voice, because yeah. it's not much of a stretch. Yeah, and it was, it, it just felt like weird, and it's very comforting, weird. Sure, but just like this is crazy that Big Bird is kind of talking to me right now as Carol Spinney. But yeah, that's a Jim Henson, Carol Spinney, Frank Oz. One more, too, I want to say, uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Nelson? That sounds about right. Yep, yep, Jerry Nelson, uh, puppeteer. Uh, I, I would throw him into the lineup. He, uh, he did some of the fraggles and stuff, but he mm-hmm. was there with, uh, he was right there with, uh, Jim Henson and Frank all the time, too. And, um, yeah, he... Passed away in 2012. Uh, oh my gosh, I do have that picture. Do you? Yes! Okay. Too bad for the audio listeners because oh. I'm getting. No, uh, I look cute. And also, I feel like, why did I ever think I wasn't attractive in high school? I looked so cute there, and now I just look like a, a sea hag. This is, where is this? This is at the one of the Smithsonian Museums in Washington, D.C. I was 16 when this was taken. Um, Maybe I put a caption on it. Cause there's so the Smithsonian campus is big and it's all under the Smithsonian, um, and you'll like hear about Air and Space a lot or the Native American Smithsonian Museum. But there is actually one of them that is just called the Smithsonian Museum. But I know it wasn't that one because I didn't stop there. <laughs> so I'm going to look up the exact name because it was all like pop culture stuff, and they had like uh, the dresses from the first ladies. Um, they had the one of the original Dumbo cars from the Disneyland, and uh, there's a picture with me and. Uh, Dorothy's slippers from the Wizard of Oz. They had a Stradivarius violin. And so I guess I should premise this. This all makes sense in my head. Um, We had one day in DC and it was a really long day, like 
14 hours or whatever. And obviously you could spend 14 hours in just one of these Smithsonian museums, like easy. So it was like, pick the two you most want to go to. And you have like an hour to run around each one and like see what the exhibit you're interested in and take a picture type thing. Cause I mean, we did the national mall. We did a tour out to Arlington. Um, we ran over to the Capitol building and took a picture there. Uh, there's a picture driving past the White House, which is a lot smaller than what it looks like on TV. And um, it was one of those like tour bus things where you buy a ticket all day, hop on, hop off. So I didn't get to see everything, but I saw what I most wanted. Oh, looks like they've added some more. We saw Air and Space, which is absolutely outstanding. Like I would go back there just like that. Um, ooh, they've added some things since I've been there. Also to listeners, the reason um, this is not completely fresh in my memory is this was in like 2009 I think so it's oh my god has it been 10 years whoa that's sad 10 years since Twilight 10 years since uh, the Smithsonian yeah yeah the one and only time I was in DC had to be like 98 or 99 and all I remember is me taking photos in which I would later photoshop uh you know, young Britney Spears uh, in the photo with nice. me. Nice. So, you know, you know, fresh off of Baby One More Time coming Hit out. Me, and, baby uh, One More Time. And, yeah, so I would take uh, photos in front of, like, you know, whatever the historic things were. But yeah. I would hold my arm out, and then I would later uh, use Microsoft Paint and then I love flip, that. flip uh, Britney Spears in there. So, That's fantastic. So that was my DC experience. I wonder if it has moved buildings. Well, anyway, one of the museums in the Smithsonian campus. So this is interesting. I wonder if it's been moved or renamed. So I don't think it was the art museum because I was not fancy enough for that. Well, not that I wasn't fancy enough. It was just you have to pick what you are most interested in. And I actually quite like museums. So for me, that would be like, I want everything. The president's motorcade went by twice. So that was interesting. Um cool part about Smithsonian museums, they are free to get into. Donations requested, but not needed. Ah, okay, so it's the National Museum of American History, uh, devoted to the scientific, cultural, social, technological, and political development of the United States. The museum traces the American experience from colonial times to the present. The American History Museum's collection contains more than 3 million historical objects, including the famed Star-Spangled Banner and documents that explore the evolution of American identity. Highlights include Star-Spangled Banner, Washington's Uniform, Jefferson's Lap Desk, Dorothy's Ruby Slippers, American Democracy, A Great Leap of Faith, Spark Lab, and Wegmans and Wonder Place. So, okay. Something for everyone there, truly. Uh, yeah. Wow. That was a... That was a... That was fun actually yeah i've been trying to go back ever since and why it's so hard i don't know dc is a lot of fun and i feel like i learned something too so what did you go to dc for in 98 or 99 um i wish i could remember because uh yeah i don't think i, I was just gonna take it along and oh sure like, it was hey that's the just best trip. whatever and yeah i think there was a family wedding or something Ooh. like that but yeah, that was in nice. my own headspace, probably. So. No, no, that makes sense. I just didn't know if it was like, yeah, I was in band, and band went out there or something. Aw. I have family out on the East Coast, so... That's why we went. So, like, what are some Thanksgiving foods you really look forward to? 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, the best thing. Stuffing's pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stuffing is top. I'm always a mashed potato guy, yes. no matter what. Uh, in fact, uh, as I reread my surfer run, he uh, is told about the mashed potatoes, and he calls he he tries to call them back afterwards to tell somebody about how uh, oh Don, your dad made the uh, uh, the destroyed potatoes. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, it was the oh the meat pressed in loaves and mm-hmm. the destroyed potatoes are ready. Oh, and good. That was his. Translation of meatloaf and mashed potatoes makes sense. But yeah, like, I'd understand that. Put anything in mashed potatoes, it's pretty much a win. Mashed potatoes are great. So I feel like destroyed potatoes could be the next level. Like there's baked potatoes, roast potatoes, mashed potatoes, smashed potatoes, which I still don't understand the difference between smashed and mashed and destroyed. What would you What would you put in your destroyed potatoes? I'd put like an arm and a leg, and just you know, just random oh, okay. body, like a finger, you know, just. Something just got destroyed. There was an explosion. Everything goes in there. So. Hannibal wants to know yeah. your location. <laughs> That's another show that I kind of wish that would get rebooted. Um, if I were making destroyed mashed potatoes, um, I would not put body parts in there. <laughs> At least not of humans. Oh, I feel like I, ways, I, I feel like I better uh, better qualify that because I can be like, I'm gonna put ham and bacon in my mashed potatoes, and somebody be like, that is a body part. I'd be like, oh, you're right, actually. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, definitely butter and sour cream that and milk. That those would be important. I think I would add um, probably I don't know salt and pepper. There we go. Some also important things. Um, and then yeah, go from there. I guess just whatever I had in the fridge. Um, going, it would destroy my arteries. Going back to potatoes. So uh, one of my favorite Weird Al songs is a parody of. Uh, uh, Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love because he's gotten addicted to spuds. <laughs> yes. And uh, back at a friend's wedding, they had a karaoke machine, and I looked, and uh, they had addicted. I'm trying to think if they had the real version on there or if they yeah. had Al's version because they knew I was going to be there. That's so great. I get to run some weird Al songs. Yes. But when you hear the song and it's at a wedding, I guarantee that you know 98 percent of the audience assumes like. Oh, we're at a wedding. He's gonna sing a song about addicted to love, well and it's, face it, you're addicted to love. And I sang addicted to spuds, which uh, you know, potato skins, potato cakes, hash browns, and instant flakes, baked or boiled, or French fried. There's no kind you haven't tried. Um, your greasy hands, your salty lips. Looks like you found the chips. So I'm singing all of this, and I'm sure people are like, "What is going on here?" But yeah, I uh, will never miss an opportunity to. Uh, Spread the spud love. I mean, that feels very right to me. Have potatoes ever let you down in any of their forms? I think not. No. It's, they're great in every so iteration. They are just lovely. Lovely little dirt clouds of fluffy goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they come out of the ground. They're, we actually had, um, like, not necessarily like that day we got them from a farm, but farm fresh potatoes that, yeah, there were quite a bit of dirt in the sink after we washed and peeled them. Uh, listeners, by the way, this episode takes place right after Thanksgiving, if you didn't get it from the context clues. Hi. Oh. We're talking about mashed potatoes. Under the Cull's been hijacked. Yeah. <laughs> by by uh, our new food podcast. Mostly potatoes and trips to Washington, D.C. And, and Muppets. Yeah. And something about Muppets. Yeah, and Photoshop and Britney Muppets. Spears. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Just like the original Star Wars, 
You show up about 40 to 50 minutes into it, much like Han Solo does in the, into the movie. Now you got, you know, your most, one of your most recognizable actor names, uh, and all, and then now you have the most recognizable podcaster. Uh, but he comes in 50 minutes into the production. Well, at least it wasn't like Luke and I walk in, stand here for a few seconds, and then we just end it and I never say a word. (laughs) Well, at least it's not like Life Day where, like, the movie doesn't actually start until about 20 minutes into it. Well, that's that's a good point. I am so excited for our next Life Day party. Yes. Which will be December 21st. So what what do you celebrate on Life Day? I know we've life. talked about this before, and that the conclusion is that Life Day is actually about doing drugs, but uh, I, I'm like, well, like, what goes into Life Day? Oh, by the way, we missed uh, the technical Life Day is November 17th, so right. happy belated Life Day. We always, we always day. go later because yeah. we kind of combine it, and it's sort of the our Christmas. holiday Christmas yeah. uh, party. Yeah. Um, Plus, as far as I'm aware, all of our regulars celebrate uh, Christmas versus celebrating one of the other holidays well, that, that fall around that time. But. You can celebrate Life Day like every day you're alive, so we could have multiple Life Day celebrations. And we have to celebrate our Life Day in December because we're too busy going to all the other Life Day parties. Yeah, on exactly. That's precisely everybody right. does their Life Day party then. Yeah, so where we like, have okay. the traditional Bantha surprise, and we, we uh, listen to some cool 70s jams from Jefferson Starship, and then uh, we all put on our robes and sing a song. It makes the rose shears happy. Except this year we're opening our Life Day celebration with a non-Star Wars, non-Life Day uh, feature that, that will be uh, premiering at Life Day. Um, so uh, I'm just trying to think. It's One might think that we were on drugs as well when we... Made, made this one. No, 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 we don't do of, drugs. Part of, part of this, but yeah, there were... Drugs are there bad. were no drugs involved, um, so it's uh, it's less drug like than the Star Wars Holiday Special. Unfortunately, we are also not sponsored by GM, although they're not doing so good. So maybe that's better for us. Yeah. yeah. I love the Holiday Special. Have either of you guys seen the Aural Knots parody of Star Wars on YouTube? They like did a parody of the six movies and just dubbed over all the voices, and the Jedi are a bunch of jerks. And they uh, like rip off businesses all the time and just party. And Palpatine is like he owns a franchise of restaurants and stuff. And um, Jar Jar is still a Sith Lord. And C three PO. Okay, so this is a really weird meta. So you know, in the Doctor Afra comics, they have Triple Zero, and he's like an evil C three PO. C three PO in the Aral Nas parody is called Creepio, but he's that exact same character. <laughs> where it's all cheerful, you know, Anthony Daniels talking, and like C three PO is trying to take over the world and stuff, and. Everyone knows he's bad. Yeah, you should look it up. Definitely pregame that for Life Day. All right. Uh, actually, that's that's what I was doing when I was looking at the uh, bad lip reading stuff I mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have to do our ceremony so, of bad lip reading. So I was checking the other day to see because I hadn't heard anything, and there's been, you know, another Star Wars movie came out. Well, well really, a few other Star Wars movies <laughs> yeah. have come out. Rebooted uh, a TV show. Since they've done a Star Wars bad lip reading. Um, well, that's not entirely true either, because they've done a, a few musical numbers. Whatever. But, but, they, but they haven't done anything with, like, The Last Jedi, or, or with Solo, or with Rogue One, and 
all things that I would expect that with their series of Star Wars bad lip reading things that they would have done, but they haven't. But I was checking to see if they had since last I checked, because I haven't looked at that for a long time. So there was really nothing new on there. Um, there's, I think about the only thing that they've done new since then is like the sports stuff and politics, things that I don't really care about. Texting you the link to the authority. However, yesterday, while on Facebook, I noticed a link from one of my Facebook friends. Uh, apparently, there is now, since I looked, so it must have only came up in the last day or two, a brand new Stranger Yay. Things, a more Stranger Things, uh, bad lip reading. So I did find that. Yay. But the reason I was looking is because I thought, well, if there's time after, like last year, we had watched some of the uh, bad lip readings uh, for Star Wars after uh, after we finished uh, because, you know, not everybody was ready to get out of here after the, the uh, Star Wars holiday special was over. You were really full from eating um, uh, uh, Tammy made really good fudge pretzels and then from the Bantha surprise. And just full of life. Yeah, we were. Yes, we were full we, of life. We were life. so filled with life. <laughs> but yeah, I looked to see if there were any new ones, uh, but there weren't. But now I'm looking forward to Watching the latest episode of The Mandalorian, which I haven't been able to see yet. It's good. And more Stranger Things on Bad Lip Rating. So, yeah. Which uh, both will probably happen tomorrow. Because I still have a guest at my house tonight. And that's been dictating what we're doing or not doing. And Is it Frank Oz? Is he guest, guesting at your house? Uh, that was supposed yeah. to be a secret. Oh. Oh. Well, by the time you publish this, he'll be back. He'll be back. To, yeah, I don't know where to Frank Oz lives. Starting to slip behind a little bit. I gotta get a few episodes uh, oh, post, you're posted fine. up. So, but, uh, Just checking my time still for Frozen, seeing what my options are. Second Frozen? Have you seen the second Frozen? Did you discuss this yet? No. Uh, well, yeah, we discussed that. We haven't discussed like in depth, you know, reviews. Or right, there hasn't been like a Terminator, a Terminator-sized episode yeah. review, no. Yeah. But because because yeah. David came in earlier, but that was before on, you know, we were recording under the cowl, mm-hmm. so he didn't get to sit down. And, yeah. no, Have no you Ethan. seen Frozen too? Yeah. Uh, Ethan's not going to end the. Uh, I, I have not. Oh, okay. Uh, but Ethan won't be ending this one with you know. I'm not fucking calling you Ella or something. What? Elsa. Elsa. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I also I, I have no plans to see Terminator, so now you gotta explain this to me. Uh you would actually see have episode. to see episode uh which number is that? It's I believe it's titled uh Under the Carl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's been in my list. Yeah, so that one uh we have a in depth spoiler filled discussion on Terminator, Dark Fate, which somehow can connects to Frozen. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> like is Arnold Schwarzenegger singing "Let It Go" or something? Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Get to the chopper and let it go. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. That really was satisfying. Not a tumor anymore. 
Tumors never bother me anyway. <laughs> okay, you need on me yeah. to sing the entire Frozen soundtrack in that voice. For money. Okay. No, the whole point was uh, that during that episode, David and Ethan showed up. Oh, okay. And they joined us. And because Ethan never talks when he is present, yes. we, we did get him to, uh, we got him to close it out. Oh, good. In a very under the call away. Yeah. It's been out Frozen 2 is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it'll be good. It's a lot of the same as far as, uh, yeah, you know, that's you, what I you get your get your fun songs, you yeah. know, uh, you get your Idina Menzel uh, Into the Unknown hit. It's, yeah. you know, it's not going to be like the let it go that the, that the, that that song was because yeah. when you set the bar so high, yeah, it's no. still a power song oh, sure. from Idina Menzel. Yeah. But but the thing is, Disney doesn't typically do sequels like this. No, Disney typically does the direct to video. Don't waste your time watching this sequel. Oh, that's not true. Some to... of them are fun. Okay. Also, <laughs> carry on. I'm sorry. You're a parent. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Um, yeah, they don't necessarily give you a whole lot always. But but they're not, you know. Uh, they're they're never as good as the original, except for like all the Toy Story movies, <laughs> which are all great in their own way. Um, but yeah, I mean this this is a rare case where Disney went, hey, let's do a an actual sequel. And um, six years later, which you know, if they were in for like we have to be hot on this cold front here. Um, you know, you'd think it'd be like three years later or something, but you know, the fact that it's, you know, they took time to get everything structured and, uh, I just can't believe it's been six years. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. No, not at all. Now, if you were six years old when the first one came out, you probably realized it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but, but for us, it probably doesn't seem like it's been as long to me. It doesn't. No. And plus Frozen has become so ubiquitous, like everywhere. Well, I mean, I guess that's the meaning of the word you did for this, however. I mean, it seems like only five minutes ago yeah. people were talking about that movie. Yeah, because I don't think we've ever stopped talking about that movie. But yeah, it uh, introduces a you know decent amount of new characters, but it keeps Good. it focused on your, your main cast and uh, takes them off into uh, their own personal journeys. And the characters grow up with the time that's been okay. displaced that we've last seen them, and but I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say that it's any. You know, I don't say grown up in a darker tone of like it's any. That's good. Darker yeah, than the. It's not meet the feebles. This is the grown up version. This no. The, this is the under this under the, the cowl edition of Frozen. I mean, someone probably has made that. <laughs> this is the happy time murders of Frozen. Um, but no, I mean, it definitely you know Coming soon from characters have a lot of growth when it comes to themselves and just uh, you know their overall being and. It's not simply just there to, you know, have a new son to distract the kids or anything like that. It's it's a very magical experience Aww. as I expected it to Yay. be. Olaf, you know, probably steals the show again. Yeah, it's very funny. he's so cute. Uh, all only said of this is that uh, there is a moment where Olaf retells the first movie within context That's cute. of why he's doing it within sure. the movie. It's not just him breaking the fourth wall or anything. Right, yeah. There's that's a reason tired. for him to tell these characters' backstory in a very entertaining way. Aww. So if you are just going into Frozen 2 without seeing the first one, um, Olaf kind of takes care of you about halfway through to kind of catch you up to speed. So 
about halfway through it. Maybe a third of the way. Okay. Well, it's yeah. not ready to be Well, dead. I mean, yeah, it works really great for Harrison Ford and Han Solo, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, you, you would expect a recap of some sort at yeah. the beginning, yeah. but they're, they're like halfway through, they're like, confused yet? Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know what they, happened in the last They need some characters that need catching up. I'll say that. Okay. So. But no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It got me to buy this Elsa. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. Shirt that I'm wearing. So. I like it. So, uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger finally shows up, and then they. <laughs> I'll be nice to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> Gets the reprises line from Batman and Robinson. That's great. Yeah, but but now it's not just a bad line. Now it's nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, so. nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to talk about on the podcast? I don't know. It sounds like you guys have covered just about everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I think so. It's an hour's worth of stuff. Yeah. Me and Damon talk about X-Wing for a little while, and there's like a 20-minute pause, and then we start talking about things. Didn't know there's another Yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. So let's see. You, you covered uh, a lot of Star Wars. I think probably we do every did, podcast. Did, did, did that veer into Muppets because of Star Wars? Kind of. Talk. What would there be? What came Muppets first? And the Muppets or the Star Wars? Or I don't think there's a podcast on here where we don't talk about Star Wars. There yeah. probably is, but I just don't remember. There, there might be. I don't. I don't. One. There might be one, one uh, podcast. Uh, it's probably the one where we talked instead of Star Wars. We talked about Deep Finding Shield, <laughs> which I for the Gilmore the, Girls episode. The pre-Thanksgiving episode was not discussed. Oh, yeah, that that's a what good happened point, on yeah. Wednesday. Well, people would expect it. Yeah, we discussed it, and it's mentioned that it is weird that we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Um, but we, there weren't anything Thanksgiving talk. I don't remember what. This no, was. not 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 really. No, there was more talk of like uh, Masters of the Universe and oh, yeah. uh, things like that. As Sean came in, and that's Aww. pretty much his his sole fandom thing is Masters of the Universe and everything involved in that. Uh, yeah, I did some Knives Out talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Knives Out. Oh, because I did that here, but yeah. I think I did a little... That might have that might have come up briefly. Because I would have seen that the day before. So now we get a good recap of this current episode and the recap of the last episode. Where's Olaf? To, like, he should have been here the whole time recapping this stuff for us. And I don't know. Plus, we recorded... Is that when we recorded the the opening to... Or was that the previous week? I remember we did like yeah, a well, we just, I forget like, when that was. Yeah, we kind of went, went just. Would have been a week ago. Oh, we yeah. didn't ask you our letters page question. We should do that. Okay. Uh, did you see well, the letters page question? I, I did. I, I hadn't really thought of it, and I kind of told Anthony oh, okay. afterwards oh, that. Okay. Uh, so, I'm recapping the actual letters page question for the Crimson Cowl Comic Club podcast. Was uh, what was the wording of it? Which comic book character would you want to add to the cast of a sitcom, new or old? Uh, which I hadn't thought of one, but then I, I kept thinking of like 
redoing sitcoms with comic book characters Ooh, rather cool. than adding them. And then I was like, yeah, you could take uh, all of the like 70s, 80s versions of DC comic book characters um, and throw them into a sitcom and call it Super Friends. Oh, I love that! <laughs> so, so not a not exactly a continuation of the Super Friends uh, cartoon in line, but uh, but more a recreation of the Friends sitcom, but starring your favorite DC. I love that idea. Let's do it. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston still have that show on one of the premium networks. She'd probably be game. Oh. Yeah, then then that becomes a, a question too. Do you like? Uh, you bring back the cast from Friends, <laughs> only now they're playing superheroes? I don't know. Or do you... No, no, no. We just throw Jennifer Aniston in there as, like, a, a nice-to-have gesture. Like, yes. For all the Friends fans who are taking a chance on our Super Friends show, here's a face you're familiar with. But yeah, how, who would you cast in the Super Friends well, I, I don't know. I'd probably have to go with, you know, people who haven't played the characters before. Yeah. Um, that can do it in kind of a style where it's a little bit closer to, like, the cheesier Super Friends versions of the Super Heroes. Uh, again, mixed with the Friends sitcom. So, yeah. It'd be interesting though. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see that. I'm not sure who exactly I would cast. Yeah, I have a letters page idea. So you pull up to the drive-through to get your food. What comic book supervillain is at the drive-through giving you your food? And mine would be Thanos, and that would be terrifying. And then I would get snapped out of existence. But at least I had my fast food. Well, if you're pulling up to the drive-through, and it's a Jack in the Box. <laughs> and it's the Jack Nicholson version of Joker. <laughs> I think that's already been done. Mm. If you guys have ever heard that. Uh, no. That, no? Okay. I mean, I've heard of all the things you said, but not... Okay, <laughs> not in that you, order, you'll, no. you'll have to look up uh, uh, Jack Nicholson, Jack in the Box. Okay. And, and listen and to that. Uh, yes, that's a, that's a funny thing. It's, uh, it's Jack Nicholson as the person taking the order. Uh, a jack in the box. I don't even remember what it's originally from, but I know I heard that thing many years ago. Have you seen any of the uh, Yoda ASMR videos on YouTube? No. Okay. Okay. I really like them. That's it. And the cool part is there's like a bunch of different creators that are all making Yoda ASMR videos. And it's like people with mics just doing Yoda imitations and photoshopping in like pictures of Yoda in a 2003 Honda Civic in the situations. But they're all like interconnected. Like there's this whole deep thing about Yoda has a, an addiction problem and he like got drafted to Vietnam. Yeah. All right. Well, because now I have to pull it up. So. So. Not going to lie. I kind of did that on purpose. Video, but the... Now you have to look at stuff. Make sure that my volume is turned up enough, but... Let's see the Jack Nicholson. 
Jack in the Box. See, I've only heard audio, so I don't know if okay. there. It looks like maybe there's some video for this, but I don't know. I've I've only ever heard the audio from it. I'll update later. Thanks for asking. Hey, how the hell are you? <laughs> Welcome to Jack in the Box. I'm Jack, and I'll be happy to fill your order if you know what I mean. Uh, I'd like a Jack burger and a large fries. Sorry, pal, we're cleaning the grease fire. We don't have any French fries today. <laughs> Okay, uh, then just give me a small order of fries, please. <laughs> Look, Chief, maybe you didn't hear me. I said we don't have any fries today, so how about something else? Oh, okay, then uh, give me an order of fries. <sighs> Listen up, pal. Who put the straw in strawberry? Uh, nature did. That's right, nature did. Who put the ape in apricot? Uh, nature did. That's right, nature did. Now listen carefully. Who put the freak in french fries? Uh, there ain't no freak in french fries. That's what I've been trying to tell you. There ain't no freak in french fries. Now get out of my sight before I shove your teeth so far down your throat. You'll have to sit on a Jack Burger to eat it. What? Oh. Have a nice day. <laughs> was that like really popular in the early 2010s? That's that awesome. That was, uh, I, don't, I don't remember. That's fantastic. That that, that's actually pretty old. That's really funny, actually. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I could easily imagine Jack Nicholson's Joker at the drive thru. That's funny. Uh, for that reason, so. That's funny. I like that. That wins. Everyone else go home. Letter page answered. Yep. Another crossover episode. <laughs> so who makes all these collages? They're nice. Um, I don't know. I think Kirby picked those up at like a rummage sale or something. Oh, okay. So, yeah. The, uh, the Star Wars ones and Batman ones. Trying to remember which other ones we've got sitting around here. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we still have to make some some fake advertisements to put in those silent spots. Oh yeah. Oh, for old Ben, let's do an old Ben one. There's an oldie but goodie. Old Ben. That we haven't revisited old Ben in quite a while. Or ankle comics. Probably now expanding into ankle uh, creative productions with Game of Thorns. And uh, what was it? Tommy Gun Magicians? Yeah. Tommy Gun Magicians? Uh huh. Oh, from the uh, Tommy Gun Wizards? Yeah, which is now just Machine Gun Wizards. Yeah, now it's Machine Gun Wizards. Which is also just Wizards. Like, so the people from Wizard Magazine are going to be really mad now, too. Oh, boy, this whole book, I tell you. And the wizard from the Where's Waldo cartoon. That's He's true, really yeah. Really pissed off. And the little kid, the kid's there from episode one. That's he goes, wizard. That's a wizard. Yeah. And I think also Tommy is a pinball wizard, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Good song. Good call. I must 
And now it's a musical. <laughs> I know that whole song. I don't want us to get. I don't want the Who to get mad at us. And then we'll just have to downgrade from the Under the Cowl uh, podcast just to the Cowl podcast. It's fine. We'll just say that we used it for parody purposes. We we'll did. We'll oh, start, we so did. We'll start a, a new parody band <laughs> called The Doctor Who. <laughs> well, that would be cool because then we're doctoring songs because we're making parodies of them. Yeah. Oh, I, I get that. I get it. That was a slow. Okay, good job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, and wow. anybody who leaves the band will just regenerate them into another <laughs> member. The 11th Doctor Who. Who's your favorite guitarist? Number 10. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I'm just picturing a bunch of musicians up on stage dressed as various uh, incarnations <laughs> of Doctor Who. Have a Dalek in there playing tambourine. Yeah. DJ Doctor coming at you with them interdimensional hits. Yeah, that probably just about wraps it up. (laughs) I think so. Got to warp warp out of here. Yeah, there isn't a closing catchphrase or anything. That's all, folks? That's all, folks. Uh, I think so. That's how the cowl crumbles. No, we might close with that, um, like the final episode or something. When we have to reformat somehow, you know, in a couple of months, which I'm still not sure. I still don't recall if we've. I know at the the club podcast we've talked about that. I think we started to bring it up in this podcast before, but I can't remember if we actually talked about it. Uh, that uh, that we're closing the store at the end of January. And yet keeping a, a business of sorts going. But because the store is going and the whole description on this podcast has to deal with, you know, the conversations in a comic book store, you know, we'll have to uh, kind of re reformat things a little bit and then it'll be uh, conversations in David's basement. <laughs> Which <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> we all have to wear cowls when we do it, so it'll look like we're in a secret society. Yeah, it'll be, you know, that'll be uh, more authentic sounding. You know, Under the cowl, the basement tapes. A bunch of nerds in a basement. You know, it sounds like uh, yeah. nerds meant. Yeah, I just have to keep the the cowl upstairs so that we'll be. Under the cowl. Under, yeah. I still think we should do Under the Cowl House House Party Edition. The basement years. Once we move over, then it'll be a new season. Yeah, so it'll be like I think season so. two. Soft season reboot. two, they've gone somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then eventually season three, we'll have to start just recording somewhere else. Yeah, for space. Yeah. Go upstairs and you know, do oh, my yeah. kitchen instead. Yeah. I'm sure, my wife would be happy about that. Under the cowl, we'll, we'll live from the, the couch. Kitchen. Crimson Kitchen. Ooh, I like that. That'll be the, the, the food episode. Where we deep fry some shoes. Deep fried shoes. Drink Old Ben. Well, to get Rodney back on, so he can make Old Ben jokes. We'll have Tammy finally make up some scrambled. Ooh. That sounds nice. 
Thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at The Crimson Cowl.